The Impact Radio Show with Timothy Moore. News, talk, commentary, and interviews. Insightful, impactful, and engaging. Here's Timo. And welcome to the Impact Radio Show, where right now everybody feels like they got sucked into a vortex and went through the shimmering wall of weird because they're like, is this the Impact Radio Show? That doesn't sound like a typical kind of opening. That That's not like rock and roll. He didn't go retro back to the 80s or the 70s. What's going on? Well, folks, that's K-pop. And if you don't know what K-pop is, it's Korean pop. And it's a it's a thing. Okay, I've heard it's a thing. And how did I hear about it? Because my wonderful guest today, a lovely young lady whose name is Valentina, and uh, we're going to be talking with her, and it's going to be fantastic because we thought it would be fun to get the perspective of an actual student, a young person who's having to do distance learning in the era of COVID-19. Now, folks, let me tell you something. You hear a lot about this whole process, distance learning, but never once have I seen anybody turn a mic and actually ask somebody, a young person that's having to do it, what their thoughts are on it. So we're going to do that today. And if you don't recall, we had a wonderful guest named Lunara on a few months ago, and this is her daughter. And we said way back then, perhaps she'd love to come on. And Valentina said, sure, I would love to do it. But it took a while to set that up. And so here she is in the studio today. Valentina, welcome to the Impact Radio Show. Hello. So good to have you. So let's just get, jump right into it, okay? Yeah. People don't want to hear from me today. They want to hear from you. Makes sense. Yeah, well, it makes sense. See, there we go. We're off <laughs> to a great start. All right. So I want to start first with let's just talk about online learning. You are now growing up in a time of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing, you know, and crazy times that we're in and all of that. So suddenly you found yourself having started school in the classroom and then couldn't go anymore, right? And had to do it through a virtual process. Is that correct? Yeah. And then the software, what you're using, Zoom, and, and what do you what did they have in you use, actually? We use um, Canvas for, like, to do, to get our assignments done better. And then for we use Zoom to attend class. Okay. And then when this whole thing started to unfold, when you first heard, oh, we're not going to be able to go to class anymore and all of that, what did you think about that right, right at that time? At first, like my teacher told me, oh, they're thinking of closing the schools, but maybe we won't do it. But then, like, but if we close it, it would be two weeks and then when you come back to school, but it's bad because you're going to have more time wasted in summer. Like, oh, okay. And then it ended up that COVID continued on. And now we got more, almost one year with yes. pandemic. Going. Almost one year. And, yeah. and nobody expected that. They didn't think it would go that long. But yet we have. So now this has been several months of you on a daily basis, basically Monday through Friday, right? Yeah. And then how many hours do you spend in the online learning? And is it less hours or more hours than you do 
in the classroom? Depends. I would say it's less hours than in the classroom, but we spend much more time doing homework than before. Oh, more time doing homework. Okay. And you think that's because you're not in class, so yeah. they press that in order to make up for that. Yeah, we, uh, since we don't do homework with the teachers anymore, it's like we don't do work inside of the classroom. They make it into homework, so then you need it to do after now, class. Okay, now do you think some students thought, oh, cool, you know, I can just like not log on and go play or go hang out with my buddies or whatever, friends, pals, you know? <laughs> Or, or how did they keep that process so that you have to be there? And how are they communicating with the parents? Uh, like, it's just they have, like, the Zoom on and then they have the attendance. Like, sometimes the teacher says, okay, stay here. But, like, in my school, they don't do that. And we don't have the cameras on because they don't want to force the kids to have cameras on. But some schools force the kids to have, like, their cameras on so they know they are paying attention and not listening to other videos and, like... Uh, okay, so let's start with that. When the camera's on, and if other people have their cameras on, everybody's seeing each other in a virtual environment? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's... They I guess that's cool. Actually, you tell me if it's cool. <laughs> Actually, in my school, since at the cameras are, like, off... Um, everybody has their cameras off. The teacher's kind of sad saying, oh, uh, it would be great to see your faces today. And like, <laughs> Well, let me ask you, do you think that should be enforced or you think it's better that it's an optional thing? Because like so many kids uh, live in poverty or like they don't have like a good background or like oh. and they live in a big ho household and like they will have too much sound. Like sometimes it's better not to show it. Oh, that's hugely insightful. I never actually thought about that. So it could have a sort of negative effects if somebody doesn't like what they might see behind them or whatever. That's very interesting. Wow. So, and then I ask you about how they're communicating with parents. Do they send text out for assignments to the to like your mom and, and all of that? Every time my mom says, you didn't turn it in. You didn't turn it in. I'm like, <laughs> Yes, I did. No, you did it. I'm like, I received an email from uh, the teacher, like saying no submission. I'm like, mom, uh, how do you know this? <laughs> and then I go there. Oh, it's late. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. And um, now, if if you had to choose, be in the classroom or do it virtually, having done it virtually for roughly a year now, what do you really prefer? Honest answer. Classroom. In no the doubt. class, no doubt. Mo most people prefer classroom. Like at first, they're like, "Yeah, we can go on TikTok, like go on TikTok and like class and stuff." But no. Okay, what's the biggest upside to virtual learning? What's the biggest downside for you? Like the pro and cons. Yes, the pro and cons. We <laughs> talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. You told me that you use pro and con now, Tim, and I'm like. Really? Not good or bad? No, no. We say pro and con. <laughs> Since I entered middle school, that's the only words we use for debate. Like, list the pros and cons. I, I don't know. Uh, well, the first time you heard that, <laughs> did you say, what What does that mean, pros and cons? or just No, because in Portuguese, it's the same. Oh, it's the same. Okay. Pros? Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Well, don't know. all right. So, the thing is, is... You 
you have this experience of being online, but you already said you prefer to be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But online has some advantages, doesn't it? I mean, as opposed to being in the classroom? If so, what would they be? Mm. Ah, see, she's struggling with thinking of anything <laughs> like that. Wow. <laughs> well, that's actually, by the way, struggling to answer that in of itself is an answer because yeah. you're not immediately like, oh, I just love it, you know, and everything. So so have you had technological challenges where, like, you didn't have Internet access or the, the screen goes Literally, dark or whatever? It, it, like, sometimes I need to go out to somewhere. Like, I was... In Brazil, not not for a vacation. Don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> um, it, it was you, you were there on business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I I needed like to visit my family because that, that would be the only time we could, and like we had to do stuff, healthcare stuff for a less expensive than would be in the U.S. So we did go there like for money reasons, or, like for family reasons stuff. So since because of the time zone. My class started at 3 p.m. and ended at um, 8.50 p.m. Like, yes. And, like, sometimes I, I just, I ne- I needed to eat lunch, like, this time, then eat dinner, and then I needed, like, to do the classroom. And then my teacher, hey, Valentina, ask the question, answer the question, I mean, oh. I'm half asleep kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See, folks, you can't see her, but she's her facial expressions telling me what she's about to say or thinking or whatever. Well, that's very interesting, however, because the time zone changes was about five hours, I think, right? It was five yeah, hours five later hours. there. Yeah. And I know your story about how you needed to be there to, to see some family. And, and hey, you, you're not able to just live on your own at age 13. So obviously, whatever your mom needs to do, you have to be there. I mean, we would say in English or in American, you know, speak as a word, tag along. So um, that makes sense. Of course, you had to do that. But I think it's interesting that given the dynamic of how the pandemic has driven us to this new way of doing school, it did afford you the opportunity to go with your mom and still be able to study and, and, and do all that. Now, a lot of kids, Valentina, would have been like, "Woohoo! I'm going away. I don't have to go to school. And your mom's like, oh, no, you're going. And it's going to be on a laptop kind of thing. And yeah. that worked out pretty well when you were traveling? Because in Brazil at the time, if I was in Brazilian school, it would be summer. I wouldn't be having classes anymore, but since I'm in the U.S. Oh, so in that sense, uh, yes. it, it wasn't, wasn't that great. Oh, something is going crazy on my phone. Speaking of technology, let me just turn this thing off. I was like, what was that? Oh, my goodness, folks. You know what? It's not a perfect world, is it? But I want to get back to the technology and how um, how reliable it was. Mm-hmm. Well, did it work well most of the time, or did you have times when it was like, eh, ooh, eh, ooh, and you're not understanding your teacher? Actually, students do that. Like, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry to snitch on the students, but like some of them put audios when the teachers asks a question ah. or for the presentation, they be like. Eh, Oh, no way. The glitch sounds. And then, and yeah, yeah they do it. They're so they're acting like, like they can't hear or something. Yeah. They can't, you know, I never did that, like, personally, because I usually answer my... Sc- I, I love to talk, as you can notice. So I always like to answer the questions and stuff. I always like to raise my hand in school. 
because I like to talk my things on. Like I go deeper than the teachers expect me to. Oh, that's that's terrific. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite subject in school? Humanities. All right, humanities. And then how how is that taught virtually? Um, in multiple ways. Like right now, I'm learning about like civil rights and the you know, uh, the past and stuff like that. So basically, it's more focused on history. But then we uh, on days on certain days we switch to like English to learn English and stuff, and we need to you yeah, know that. Uh, do assessments. And that brings me to another question. So when you immigrated here, English, you did not speak English. Is that correct? In Brazil, I did. Like, it was, English was a forced, like, I we needed to learn English. But it was basically just the basis, like, in Brazil, at the moment, I, at the moment, I was learning about the day, uh, the weekdays. Okay, so in Brazil, you're required to learn English as a second language, basically. But I, I imagine there's other offerings, right? If you wanted to learn something else, like like an uh, elective French or something, you could in do Brazil, that. Or no? In Brazil, at least in middle school and elementary, you don't have electives. Like oh, it's different. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, of course. I guess that would be something that comes later in high school, probably. I yes. I never. My brother, like, we never went to high school in Brazil, so... Oh, so you don't really know. Yeah, of course. Well, and that's also interesting because you are about to enter high school. Yay. And Freshman we're hoping, year. right, that you're able to actually go into a classroom again and not have to start your first the freshman year as a virtual student, but uh, we don't really know yet, right? So right. We're, we'll hope through the summer that, that it gets better and all of that, but... Um, in your virtual learning, you mentioned something that I had not heard before, and I was really surprised by it, actually. You said you had P.E. Yes. Okay, first of all, for those who might not remember, P.E. is what? Physical education. Yes, exactly. Plus health. Okay, plus health. So you were saying that they actually do virtual exercises that you're supposed to do. Yeah. I had never heard that. Like one time, like on the first semester, I had like, uh, my grades were good. I had like a B math, a B in like humanities, science and stuff. But health was the only math, um, like class I had a C and it's because I didn't I turn in all work. Like my teacher required me to, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, <laughs> my, my <laughs> teacher required us to uh, do uh, put the exercises we did every single day of the week and put how many minutes we did i don't remember that well is it you didn't remember or you don't like to exercise hey oh i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> she's looking at me like are you seriously asking me that right now i do like i do do exercises how dare you well but for you exercise comes more in the form of dance and we're going to talk about that a bit later right because you love to dance and you're very good at it as well oh, thank you. and folks if you don't know this but we'll get into it more during the course of the show but valentina is a phenomenal vocalist singer dancer entertainer and i think that's something you want to do in your future but before we get to that 
Uh, we're going to have to take a break here. But once again, it's a delight to have you on the show. You're such a sweetheart. So cute. So just bubbly and all of that. Stop. I love it. I love it. So, um, But the, I think our listeners will want to hear a little bit more also about this whole uh, online experience. So we'll get to that and have a few more questions for our wonderful guest, Valentina, right here on the Impact Radio Show. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Impact Radio Show, where we are talking to a very special guest, very special person to me, and that is a young lady by the name of Valentina. She's 13 years old. She is soon to be transitioning out of middle school into high school, and we've been talking about her experience through virtual learning. But as we hear the K-pop music that we're coming back into the show with, She's all like bouncing her head and smiling and all that. So who was the group we just listened to? BTS. All right. And that stands for? Um, there are many meanings for it, but I only know behind the scenes. Okay. Behind the scenes. And we'll keep it at that <laughs> <laughs> because we never know. Um, but you love K-pop, right? I mean, it's like your thing. It's my thing. Yeah. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. That's all right. But why is it your thing? What do you love about it? It's because it's very different from American music, like, um, because I, like, you know, American mu music is kind of like different from K-pop. So, like, what did I just say? Oh, well, American music's just different. Period. So yeah, but American. <laughs> That's what I say. American music it's kind of similar to each other. Like the songs kind of sound the same sometimes. Like of course there are different styles like R and B and stuff, but. It kind of sounds the same. So K-pop songs, there will be so many types of genres between like groups, like every group. All right. Now, maybe some listeners are just joining us, so they don't know what it means when you say K-pop. Explain that. It's Korean pop. Right. Just that. Just that. <laughs> Korean, Korean pop. pop. And the groups would, would be mostly boys, girls, combination, what? Yeah. It's mostly boys and girls. You really see it like a combo. Okay. Like, and then are are they older, younger, or what? Um, depends. It depends. Okay. Well, would you say generally they're more young? They're generally more like um, in their, when they debut, like when they start their career, they're usually like teenagers or okay. um, young adults. Well, you're in middle school. I'm middle-aged. So I'm I'm assuming that there's no one my age that's like doing K-pop. No, mostly like <laughs> no. Um, well, you realize the visuals that that's created for people right now. They're like, I never want to see that. <laughs> it's because they usually don't like to be uh, to have people more than um, in their thirties to be. Is <laughs> that right? Okay. They, because they like. Two people to start young on their careers. So, yeah. Well, let me get back now to what we started out with for those that are just joining us the whole online learning experience. You've been doing it now since what, probably like February of, of last year or something? March. Or? March. March. No, okay. no, actually, it started after I, when I started eighth grade. It, it was like 
Oh, right. No, no, that's right. Because uh, you would have had your summer and then... Yeah. It was... We, we didn't have online classes like before on seventh grade. I, I started... This is a fun fact. I started quarantine when I was 12. I'm 13 now. I'm going to become 14, and next year I'm going to be 15. So <laughs> so for your generation, a mask is pretty much an accessory of your wardrobe, of your, your dress, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just what you do. So it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, right. It, now, it's not exactly the most fashionable thing in the world to, like, wear a mask. Some yeah? people use it for fashion. Yeah, all right. And how do you feel about wearing a mask? I do not have a hard times breathing in it. You, you can wear it. You can't go wear it. Wear the mask. You do not have a hard time breathing in it. Wow. And okay. I have asthma, so no excuses. Oh, there you go. You hear that? Man, folks, if you could see her right now, she's got that uh-huh kind of attitude going on, girlfriend. You know? <laughs> and I love that. You're awesome. Well, you know, you're so articulate and smart and all of that. That's That's fantastic. So... Um, all right, let me let me ask you something now, uh, and we'll get back into the music and all of that in a bit. But um, you're learning a lot about things related to the culture, and you are obviously Brazilian, as you've mentioned, mm -hmm. and you're living in America. Mm -hmm. The first question I have for you about that is: How do you see the two cultures similar, and how are they different? <sighs> First of all, um, what makes them like similar is because they have the Western culture, like okay. the Western co uh, countries. So in music, they're like kind of similar. If you like, if you see the music videos, at least you see that it's kind of similar, like in a way. But in differences, I think that we see each other as more like together. Like even though. Um, there are like different races in Latin America and stuff. Like we see each other as more like I'm Brazilian. I'm not like I don't say that I'm white Brazilian. I just say I'm Brazilian. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then if you're American, you say I'm white, but I'm w American white. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's interesting. All right. So, yeah. and why do you think people do that? Because um, when I see on the internet, there's like very this division between like black and white and asian people in america like um uh, they say oh well i have culture in food i have like our food i have flavor because i'm white german i'm white irish mm. and a lot of people here in america when they say that however are probably already fourth or fifth generations away from their great 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 grandparents that might have yeah. immigrated here yeah you think so yeah and yet, look at you, you're from Brazil, like, literally, first generation, you're here. I mean, you're not coming, you know, and being born to somebody whose family has lived here for already, like, 100 years or something. So, I think it's interesting that you have these perspectives. And then you, you had a Brazilian education, you come to America, and you're an American education system. And you start learning about things like cultural appropriations, for example. Uh -huh. And you've mentioned it to me before. Yeah. And, uh, but even I will admit, I don't fully understand what this means, cultural appropriation. So I was going to ask you, 
as a 13-year-old. Can Hmm. you explain it to the listening audience and myself included? And Roger, who's behind the glass. Yeah. Culture appropriation is like when someone uses like a culture from someone not wanting to make it look good, but like uh, making fun of it. Like, you know how some people take um, kinomos from like Japan culture and make it as a costume when it's like part of their culture. Like Mm. that's culture appropriation. There's the difference between cultural appreciation and appropriation. Ah, okay. That's really huge. Okay, say that again. There's a difference between... Cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Okay. So how how do they differ? Let's let's be very specific. One is good and one is bad. One is good (laughs) and one is bad. So one, you're saying, is more like making fun of, and the other is more it's it's, it's, it's celebrating or appreciating. Yeah. But if somebody, for example, is white and they do their hair like cornrows or something, do do you think it's disrespectful or do you think it's uh, it's uh, okay? What do you think? Black people, like uh, in Brazil, at least, like people wear cornrows here and there. Like I see, like especially in like some regions of Brazil, even with, when they're white. But when I came to America, like they say that's like wrong. And if people here say that it's wrong, I think it should be wrong. But in Brazil, we don't see it that way. Like, like black people themselves, like mostly black people wear cornrows. But like there is not this thing that only black or white can wear it. Like one time when we see like the scandals in America and then Brazilians react to him like, wait, is it wrong? And then... They say, oh, it's because they consider us disrespectful. And they're like, oh, okay. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, let me ask you about this term, systemic racism. You hear it a lot in mm-hmm. the news today. And my listeners have heard me address the issue many times. And I know you've listened to the show, so you know. But do you believe that there is in America systemic racism? Or do you think it's... And do you, do you know what the word means, first of all? I want to mm-hmm. be clear. All right. So, as people say, it's common. Do you think it's common in America? It's kind of confusing to me. Like, the word, like, I do understand that racism still exists in America, and a lot of racism. Racism, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I'm kind of confused about that term, because I need, because I hear people saying this and that, and it's kind of confusing to me the difference between, like, systematic and stuff, but I do know that people... I mean, you do you believe racism is a real problem? It is, especially in America. Okay, and why do you think that is in America as opposed to, say, Brazil or other parts of the world? Brazil is also very racist too. I just think if like if Brazil was a country, it would be a color. I don't see color country like mm-hmm. Brazil would be that country since you expect Brazil to be very united because. Um, um, Brazil has a lot of mixed people, mm-hmm. okay. but that came with the culture of being whitewashing, like putting people to be more whiter and whiter so that more people can be white. So that's how mixed people started in the mid fifties and stuff like that, like on the last ha- decades. Has living in America helped you to think more about the issue of racism? Mm-hmm. And I assume for you that's probably a positive thing, yes? That you're learning more about it? Yeah. And do you think your generation may actually be able to move past it? I don't know. Like, 
depends of the person of the gender like but i feel like your generation can go past it because there's another generation which is gen alpha like okay <laughs> gen right. alpha right and so i i think that if gen this next generation it does, um agrees with us then we can go past by it but we'll still be seeing color and nationalities but i hope that we can live in a world where we can celebrate like our colors and like our nationalities together with recognizing that we're different in some aspects. I think that answer is fantastic. And I hope for that, Valentina. I really do. And I, I want to tell you that I think your generation perhaps can be the generation that will say, maybe we've had enough of this. It's time for us to start moving beyond this and everything. It It is sad out there, folks, because we see everything that's going on. And yet I see a generation like Valentina's and I have hope. So folks, we got to take another break. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit and we'll start talking about the arts and music and some other things, because uh, I know this is near and dear to her heart. So we'll be right back on the Impact Radio Show. And welcome back to the Impact Radio Show. Folks, we are talking to our guest, a lovely young lady, Valentina, who has already enlightened us tremendously about cultural appropriations, online learning, her experience with it. Uh, relatively positive experience, though she said, I would much rather be in the classroom. So uh, welcome back. And I want to uh, just ask you, Valentina, on that point, uh, do you think it's time now to get back into the classroom or not? No. Okay, why? Because COVID hasn't gone better. Like, not even teachers, all the teachers haven't gotten a vaccine. And, like, they, the teachers need time to... Um, what's the word? Like, you get used to the vaccine. Yes, because exactly. My mom has been vomiting a lot and, like, has been feeling, like, some side effects. But it all comes to the a COVID vaccine, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, that's true. Um, a lot of people are having the side effects and feeling that, you know, symptoms of not, not well, almost like they're getting the flu or something. And... Yeah. Uh, that's the risk, of course, of taking the vaccine. And now at your age, you're not eligible for the vaccine. Is that right? Yeah. And why do they say that? I don't know. I think it's because like some of the kids are like not their bodies are not very grown enough for to get like to get the vaccine less susceptible to it yeah. and everything but that's the argument that people are using about why they think they should reopen the schools because the students aren't as uh, susceptible to getting the virus, but you're saying it's not really for that reason. You think for the sake of the teachers, we shouldn't do it. Is that right? Mm, no, because some kids are like, some kids are stronger, some we, some kids are weaker. I have asthma myself. Like some kids have like breathing problems. Some kids are like having kind of cancer. Like they just got back from cancer. Imagine if they got COVID and then they died. Not because of cancer, but because the cancer helped COVID get into her body. And then, yeah. Yeah. So so given that, you don't mind making the sacrifice to have to do school virtually, even though it means you're not around your friends and 
you're not out doing the activities you're used to yeah. doing and all of that yeah if by september everybody gets the vaccine and even the kids like if they got like a 10 plus one i think it's gonna work yeah wow that's a very great point all right so let's transition now into a subject that i know is near and dear to your heart and that's music entertainment and all of that you have aspirations to one day be an entertainer as far as i know is that correct yes and where did this passion come from for music and dancing singing all of that since i was a kid like four like five years old like i would listen to music on the tv like from cartoon like disney jr and then i would hear the songs and then I wanted my mom to record me singing, and then she got the phone, and I was in my bed. I was, like, performing to the phone, and then I started singing. And that's, like, one of the most important moments to me because that's when I noticed, oh, I like singing a lot. I always like music, and if I, like, you know how people ask you, would you rather be blind or deaf? Like Yes. Mo they... Most people would choose to be uh, deaf so then they could still see. But I would choose to be blind because I love music. Mm. And I love listening to music and it's basically my life. And what is it about music that, that inspires you, stirs you inside? Because I can feel like the emotions of like singing. And then since I change my emotions very easily and I have a like I feel bored easily also music helps me feel excited about life mm -hmm. if you know what i mean especially the pandemic yeah this time you kind of need that something to raise up your inner spirit and your mind and your well-being and all of that so you think music does that for you mm -hmm. and then the dancing part you love to dance and actually you're very good at choreography i know because i've seen it so uh actually folks i gotta tell you when i say she's really good at it i'm not exaggerating like really good at it like supernatural you good. didn't see good dancers yeah <laughs> yeah see she's got a great sense of humor too you might have a future as a stand-up comedian there young lady <laughs> all right so uh but dancing do you remember from the earliest time in your life just it was came really easy to you or what i don't know i just like dancing stuff and you know since korean pop um all groups have choreographies and stuff. I like I dance to the choreos. And 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 why Korean pop as opposed to J-pop, the Japanese pop, and all of that? Because what? because it's a different country. It's a different country. <laughs> and well, okay, what? So you you just South Korea is like, hey, cool, thumbs the, up, you know? Because um, well, you just think the guys are really cute. I, okay, she's uh, asked, the, she's turning red here, folks. Uh, um, the trend in different countries are like different i'm not a fan of rock but um songs in like japan are very rock -ish. Ah, then that's the difference between the two okay well and i don't know i just got into k-pop first and like there was this time like k-pop was just this whole thing that everybody was reacting to it and i was like reacting to groups too and i react to youtubers and then later j-pop came in and it was just like kind of Okay, and then I saw like this guy screaming on the camera, like, and then there's the pawn, pawn, na, 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 and then. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so let me ask you this love for the K pop and all of that, all, it went further than that, though. You have a, an interest in the culture 
mm-hmm. the Korean culture now. And you want to yeah. actually maybe be an exchange student there? Is that, yeah. Is that what I thought I heard one time? Mm-hmm. So... So why 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 do you want to be an exchange student? Why is that important to you? My brother was also an exchange student. Like he, we are only in America right now because my brother, honestly, because my brother was an exchange student to here, and my every nobody like believed he would make it here. But then, look at him now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then, look at him now is right. Yeah, and then I want to learn another language, and I just, I always want to do an exchange. Um, to countries like my brother did but i didn't people say oh but you're already in america you're brazilian and, and i want to settle down <laughs> i want to explain real quick when we say look at him now your brother is hugely successful folks if you don't know her brother hugely successful works for a uh, a company that develops apps and we, we you know what well, i have to be for another show but Basically, it's what I always say to uh, Valentina's mother. I say, you've done an amazing job raising your son and your daughter. You can hear that already with Valentina. Just, yeah, I just love you guys. You know, I just think you're great. And My brother is also very humble. So. Yeah, he is. He's very humble. And he's such a good guy. I mean, he's just a good man, you know, and I love that. And uh, But he's so smart. And um, But you just said you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him being an exchange student. I'm so grateful for that. I really am. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So um, I, I want to uh, ask you about your future then. Where do you see yourself going in, in your future in music? And, and what do you want to do with that? I mean, do you want to you go to a conservatory, a special arts school? What are you thinking in your future? Because that's just a few short years away. I want to be like in the art school because, you know, our kids have a hard time in normal schools because normal schools focus on science, math, and, like, it's always boring because we know that's not what we want to do with our lives. But, oh, but math's important. I, I don't think I'm going to use long fractions. <laughs> 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 like, oh, uh, how, how are you going to get them? Food in your bag? Okay, just cover. Decide to just get two bags. <laughs> that's hysterical. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so... The unrealistic problems. A penny... And flipped um, this penny like 152 times. Like, why is she doing that? I, I take it math is not your favorite subject. It's my... <laughs> <laughs> not? <laughs> to, for you to be... Uh, for you to know, the last time I feel excited about math was in third grade. Third grade. <laughs> <laughs> Which was how far back? Yes. <laughs> A while. Oh, seven years. <laughs> <Yes>. I've... <laughs> That is so great. But we've talked about before that mm-hmm. that music is math. Yeah, music course. is math. So I went to learn math with music. And have you learned how to read music at this point? No. Is that something <laughs> of interest to you? I want I want to like learn piano and I think for that you need to learn math. So like, well, you're definitely going to have to un- have some basic understanding of meter yeah. and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, but some things you only Things we learn in math classes, like sometimes, will only be useful for one job, like one in- engineering, in- for example, yeah, or like, science field. Yeah, I don't think that like the do- like you go to the supermarket and then you're like, what's the total? Oh, just do um two multiplied by x. And, uh, 
square or before and like and you're well, like where am i ever going to use this but you'd rather learn how balance a checkbook and how mm -hmm. to do the books and these kind of things how to learn my taxes yeah how, okay perfect right yeah oh, yeah and is that missing in your experience in education right now it's weird because um there are classes exp uh, they, we learn about taxes in high school but like why is there a class for you to choose it as an elective when everybody needs it You know what will be the best school that will teach you about taxes? Mm. The first time you get your first paycheck and you look at it and say, where's my money? <laughs> and the government just sucked it out like a vacuum. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I cannot uh, say anything. I'm an immigrant. I cannot. <laughs> so I want to make sure that we have enough time for you to do like some singing, which I think we will Ooh. in the last segment. But uh, what do we got? A couple minutes left here or whatever. Um, so Valentina. You, when you think about your future, are you feeling optimistic about the future or are you more pessimistic? Like, oh, it's like all going to the sewer. Everything is bad. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling good about my future. Yeah, awesome. I have an idea what I want to do. And I think that's that came with like my mom teaching me mm. like to always follow your dreams. Like, of course, you need a plan B think about that <laughs> yeah um, that's fantastic wow i do have my plan b but people say that my plan a shouldn't be singing and my plan b should be my plan a i'm like no <laughs> well what okay can i ask what's plan b uh, i want you to be a graphic designer oh that's that's cool but that's an artistic thing as well exactly <laughs> my life is all about arts Like everything. If I wasn't a singer, I'll be a graphic designer. If I wasn't a graphic designer, I'll be an actress. I have seen your It graphic design, so I know that you are more than capable of achieving that as well. And I would say to you, Valentina, there's nothing stopping you from achieving both things equally as well. I mean... I could be an artist and do my album covers. Well, this is exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. So we are in sync there, girl. And uh, well, should I say girl? girlfriend yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, you know as you can tell i have absolutely no idea how you talk to a 13 year old so I, i and by the way you are the youngest guest i've ever had on the show so that's a first that's awesome the youngest i ever had prior to you was 21 years of age so uh -oh. you uh -oh. know when I, we say young really young oh i think roger's got a question for you does your uh let me turn this up so i can hear myself Are you familiar with the Beatles or Elvis? Is there any talk about those artists in in your group of uh, friends? Of course. I, I didn't know if like, their legacies continued. We see them as legends, like Michael Jackson, legend, like Frank Sinatra, legend. Wow. Legend. And then yeah. We we like Michael Jackson, king of pop. Like we do that, but of course we talk about today's artists more than we talk about like. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the spot before we go to break. But uh, I know that you know a little bit of Sinatra. Yes. Can you sing just a few bars for us? Siri. Why I, like, not? Why uh, not? And, and now, now the end is near, and so I face the final. Curtain. I got the instrumental wrong. I got yeah, it off but, beat. But still, you did the 
curtain. <laughs> I love that. No, I've heard you sing that song, and it's fantastic. But I couldn't believe it, everybody. I heard her sing it. She's belting it out, and I'm just like, she's doing Sinatra, man. I'm like, that is cool. So I know you love pop, and you love that whole genre of, of music. Pop. But what do you think about like like jazz standards and things I like that? I love jazz. My favorite movie from Disney is Princess and the Frog. Because I had like a CG of it at school. And my mom would get tired of watching with me because I watched like Brother Bear because I had the CG. And it, that was my favorite CG. I will put it on and like watch it over and over again. And I, I just love the movie. And there's a lot of jazz in it. Yeah, that's right. So I love, I and love it's, jazz. And it's old jazz too. Old I jazz. Yeah. I love jazz. Like I don't I don't think I have songs that on my playlist that are jazz jazz. But... I would like to have songs, to make songs that are jazz in the future. Yeah, that's cool. You know, um, I think that's that's really awesome, the way you said, you know, Elvis and, and Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and Beatles and all that, that your generation knows about that and knows who they are and knows that they paved the way really for... Yeah, they don't. They don't say like, oh, boomers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yo, boomers. <laughs> so um, Boomer music. <laughs> well, folks, what you don't know, we came into the studio and there's actually a mural. It was created by another fine young lady uh, who, uh, a daughter of somebody who works here at Crawford Broadcasting. But basically, uh, she did this mural of old vinyl records. And I, I, I can't believe I said to Valentina, do you know what that is, what a vinyl record is? And she just looks at me like, it's not the dark ages or something. <laughs> She's like, of course I know what that is. And I was very impressed with that, that you actually knew what it was. See, she's still shaking her head like, what's wrong with you, Timo? Like, they think that we're... It's like um, the kids, do. they think uh, old people are from like the dark Asians and they think we're babies, that we don't know. Okay, what's this? <laughs> but I'm still going to ask you, do you know what an 8-track tape is? No. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, folks, we're going to take our next break and we'll be back with our wonderful guest, Valentina, right here on the Impact Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Timo here. You know, I got to tell you guys something. I sure enjoy doing this show each and every day. And I know you're out there and you're listening, and I've heard back from some of you from time to time. And it's just a hoot to do this every day, to bring some witty banter and talk about the issues and try to encourage you as much as I can. Remember that I believe so strongly that inside of everyone is the unlimited capacity to do great things. And it is about capacity to do great things that I want to ask you as you hear me do every day on the air for support. I love to do this and in order to continue to do it I need to raise that support and folks it's super easy to do and I know we're in tough times right now and a lot of people ask for help but I'm asking you if you love this show and you enjoy what you hear each and every day please if you can make a contribution it's easy to do just go to the impact radioshow.com that's the impact radioshow.com and just click on the donate tab follow the instructions i really appreciate it and once again you guys are all a blessing you take care now I 
Well, welcome back to the Impact Radio Show, folks. I got to be honest with you. That's Bruno Mars and one of my favorite artists, for sure. I I agree with a lot of people, Valentina, who is our guest, if you're just joining us, a wonderful young adult, young lady, so articulate, so smart. Her name is Valentina. And oh, we, thank you. And, and I ask her, and, and Roger, the producer, also, well, what music do you want to put up for the show today? And she, and, and she goes, I like Bruno Mars. I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. But a lot of people compare him to, like, Michael Jackson. And, yeah. and they tend to say, well, they prefer Jackson or whatever. And that's, look, you, there's only one Michael Jackson. There'll never be Plus, anybody else. Can I be honest? I feel like they say they only prefer Michael Jackson sometimes because he's dead. Well, you could be right <laughs> about that. Or because it's old music. Old music's better. I'm, I'm, I'm so different. I like old music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. People act like that. But um, I was born you, hear, you, hear, <laughs> you hear that voice, right? And it's just, uh, what a great <laughs> talent. But he's kind of old school, don't you think? Bruno Mars also? Yeah. I have multiple songs. Like I went through his album and I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, how did it <laughs> Yeah exactly. how do people make so many good songs in one album? I'm like, Of course there are some songs that I think it's boring or I don't like, but most songs I download, I'm like, Oh my god. Now, (laughs) where do you fall in, uh, say, your love or hate or in between or whatever of like American country music? Do you like it or not? No. No. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Why? Brazil has has, uh, its own country music, which is called Sertanejo, but it's much better. Like, if you listen to it, it's much much better than country music because country music so cowboy like yeah and then it's so <laughs> it's so desert Wait, do that again do that again yeah wow okay well all right so um as far as artists go today say name your top three who are the ones that really influence you blackpink k-pop okay k-pop um Oh, let like, me guess. Really? K-pop, K-pop, K-pop. No, like, <laughs> it's because, like, I don't have a, a, like, artist that are in my head. Only Blackpink because they actually help me sometimes. But if I have artists that, like, get into me most of the times like, for their music, I'll say, like, Bruno Mars these days, his songs go into me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, but let me say, like, a female vocalist who's vocals you just respect and you're like man listen to their range and you just wow i can't believe that so there, there has to be one or two call me basic but ariana grande okay well no, that's cool but yeah um celine dion okay. i love her vocals yeah old school a little old school there but that's cool yeah, i don't listen to her songs but her vocals I I only started practicing my way in the right way because I listened to Celine Dion's version. And what about uh, like Adele or somebody like that? Yeah, I don't listen to much Adele songs. I remember like the memes in like the early, like the mid 2000, 2010s that Adele was like the meme with her song, Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, it's it- me. Yeah, that's right. Which was actually controversial because people tried to assert that she copied Lionel Richie or something. Or I did you know about that? 
know. Yeah, but it's I'll, not true. They're totally different songs. I was a very young kid, so I didn't much know, uh, like... <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I like you said, I was a young kid, which infers you're still a kid. I know I'm a kid, but like I'm older kid. But you, and that's another <laughs> question. Do you prefer to be referred to as young adult at this point? Mm. I mean, that's how you see yourself? No. Young adults, like when you're adult, then you're, you're just young. You're, you're just young. Like <laughs> you're in Amazing college. Amazing how that works. You're in college. And then if I see, um, I consider myself as a, almost teenager like uh, almost teenager <laughs> like a preteen now as far as we think of culture and entertainment and all that what are the kind of uh, tv shows or movies things that you like like type of movies yeah i like i'm a very diverse person i like multiple songs like i like multiple kinds of movie like i like the movie joker like about like joker's orange like, I love DC because I grew up with it. I'm sorry, Marvel fans. Don't get, oh. <laughs> don't get at me. You hear that, everybody? She's more of a fan of Superman than Captain America. Okay, well, that's cool. No, but that's interesting. You're, you're more into uh, that's, that kind of uh, uh, something like that that's more uh, what appeals to you. It, that's, it sounds like I'm rambling because I am. So I'm going to move on. And uh, uh-huh. let me, let me uh, we're coming toward the end here. Mm-hmm. And I can't help myself. I got to, I got to ask you, can you do a little more singing for us and for our audience? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, acapella. <laughs> you have to do that. Never mind what we'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best for you to just... Oh, <laughs> Sorry. You did great. You did great. And <laughs> that's okay. Um, here's the thing. Oh. You do another song, and I know you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but that song, Hallelujah. Oh. Can you just sing a little bit of that? I love the way you do it. The fourth, fifth, the minor fall, the major leaf, when the baffled king of fools is hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, you're doing... My voice is kind of breaking. No, you're doing great, but you are so talented, and I think you're going to go so far, sweetie. You are. You, you have a gift that is unique and your your personality is so vibrant and thank you and you hear me all the time say inside of you is the unlimited capacity to do great things <laughs> you, you exhibit and i want the listeners to hear this as a young person who is living the life of the unlimited capacity you look at that you're like I see the stars, I see everything I can be, and I'm going to go for it. And you've got that vibrant and and positive attitude. You give me and a lot of us in my generation hope. I really want you to hear that because we need that. Our generation has become kind of jaded a bit because what we see and then we're like, ah, you know. And then the next thing we know, we see somebody like you and we say, well, there's the future. Then there's hope you know, in that. So um, I want to ask you then, will you take us out with a, just a quick goodbye and a greeting to our audience in Portuguese? Can you do that for me? 
Tchau, pessoal. Goodbye, everybody. I got to go. <laughs> All right, and with that, folks, we got to get on out of here. So we're going to do the replay of this over the weekend, which will be at 2 p.m. <laughs> Saturday weekend. and Sunday. And, folks, we're, we're grateful to have you here each and every day, Monday through Friday. And, Valentina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Take care, folks. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Impact Radio Show with Timothy Moore. Keep the conversation going on Facebook and Twitter at The Impact Radio Show. Visit the show's website, theimpactradioshow.com. The Impact Radio Show, heard Monday through Friday, 4 p.m., right here on KKPZ, 1330, The Truth.